You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Go Plug Yourself. We've been talking to awesome people in Montreal since 2011. Just a friendly reminder that if you're going to be buying anything on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, uh, go to 9to5.cc first and click the links at the bottom or in the sidebar so that we get a bit of that money. Uh, f- also, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and enjoy the show. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. Still playing on your phone. Not playing my phone. Okay, so you uh, you text messaged me a day or two ago right. in real time. Yeah. Really excited. I believe all caps. Saying Ankenslade, and I was like, "Really?" Question why'd mark. You, why'd you just tell that story? Because <laughs> <laughs> you pulled it off, Walter. Call me out in front of the guests. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Are we on? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what you call the cold open. Yeah. Okay. There's no action on Super the internet. Super cold. No, hold no. on. Hold, hold on. Hold on. We're gonna do. We're gonna pull the Morgan O'Shea here. No. And three, two, one. Take two. We're here today at Grumpy's Bar <laughs> with filmmaker. Christos, and now the last name I didn't ask you out of Oh, yeah, so we, gonna, were, we were supposed to come uh, to that in the pre-interview. Sorlegas? Sorlegas, yeah. Really yes! yes. Nailed it. Nice. And is that Irish? Or? It's, uh, it's yeah, Pakistani, okay. Irish, <laughs> nice. and my mother makes a mean curry. She nice. works in a pub. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, in a Greek village. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. a Greek village. Yeah. Park X. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Irish how pub in Park know, X. How would yeah. you know a yeah. group yeah. in Park X? I gave it away. And also, storied hip-hop... Artist, I say storied because storied. he raps about storied franchises like the Expos and that wasn't the forced at, all. Uh, at least I, that's why I say I what like storied. That's that's mm-hmm. an adjective that's never been used for me <laughs> in your bio. Exactly, I feel like a vet now, a veteran. Yeah, although right now that you're Stay only in Habscare, I was expecting some Expos thrown uh, in. Yeah, I I don't know why it, it's a Habs day. Just because, <laughs> well, actually, there's a couple of there's a Habs thing coming out that I did. So it's actually a coincidence. I didn't know what's coming out today, but they're doing the the web thing. They're uploading uh, all the 24ch to uh, to YouTube. Okay, and I'm I'm ho- I host it. Okay, I host the uploads. So you host that's the uploads. it's a coincidence that I uh, actually you, just went to pick up my check for host and upload. What is that? He does uh, a little intro. They, oh. I do a little intro that oh. they added on okay. to the uh, the broadcast because right. it's no longer well because you put it like into perspective because I mean it's from last season right? It's so from like, last season. You're like this yeah. is what was going on. Right. Exactly. And then, like, it's the <laughs> rundown. The rundown. Really Here's what you're gonna see in this episode. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They were like, this is not happening right now, yeah. guys. It's about way. half the enthusiasm of what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> so just first question: If you got rid did of Habs, did we say his name? Do we say Anakin Slade? Anakin Slade. We did. Anakin I was like, first question is: If we got rid of your Habs and Expos gear. How many clothes would you have? Mm. Good question. Uh, <laughs> solid question. You're like, not a lot. Well, this is a good time to shout out to my sponsor, Bench, <laughs> uh, because that's basically all my other stuff. All right. So if you take away Bench, yeah. then, I ha- then I'm naked. Then you're like, naked. All the time, all right. basically. Yeah. yeah. So if you had like a genie wish and you really wanted, you'd be like, get rid of Bench, get rid of Habs, and then you'd be like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, no. That would be ter- that would be a tough time for, for most everybody else, really, because yeah, I'd exactly. be naked all the time. It'd yeah. be at a bar and decent exposure, and then we'd have a scandal. And yeah, it'd be this would be a mess. very strange interview, put okay. it that way. Yeah. My uh, clothing sponsor is John Vervados, and I need to mention <laughs> that again. Green? John Vervados. Yeah. Uh, no. So no? Being silly. <laughs> $1,500 suits. We can afford that. I didn't even know that was a suit. Uh, I don't know. I was like, I want a 15. Like, whenever whenever I see just the, talking about on. the Habs, like, because, like, Hockey players shouldn't look as good in suits as they do, but they do because they're like amazingly tailored and they're like three thousand dollars suits guaranteed. But I always right. watch them and I was like, I never look great in a suit, but I watch like big like boxy guys who suddenly look awesome in a suit, and I'm like, maybe I should buy just one, like just drop like sorry, I think, like, well, I think apologize to my girlfriend. We're not getting engaged this year. I spent the engagement ring money on Subban, a suit. I think Subban actually shops at the uh, Sankiam Avenue. You know those uh, those discount suit stores. There? <laughs> really? in the, in the Five dollar ties. Yeah, it's just that it's just he just you know. Oh, he's got so much swagger that he just makes it look good. You yeah, know? Like, like, he goes yeah. like to like the Moore's discount bin. Thrift shops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Subban yeah. heads to Salvation Army yeah, and comes yeah, out yeah, looking yeah. like a million like, dollars. Yeah. Like goddamn, it's like, <laughs> like Macklemore yeah. of the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those guys have.
have great bodies to begin with, so I'm not sure if they actually need to even get them tailored. I think right? definitely because they're boxy. Like a hockey player is like. And also, they gotta wear the suits with the skates on. So right. That's like, also a confusing. Yeah, it's step. messed up. You know, it's like, it's like, can I get the pants on over my skates? Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. like if you just you just need to look at them at the golf tournament to know that their suits are amazingly tailored because like shirts always just fit like kind of square. Because right. they're like super stocky and super built. I'm surprised they keep letting them on the the, the greens at the uh, at the golf tournament with the skates on. Because you'd think it'd mess up. Yeah. Like, the, uh... Again, Walter. No, nope. they no? don't wear skates they all the time. They don't wear this. No, I've never no. seen a hockey. Yeah. I've never play. seen a hockey player <laughs> not <laughs> out skates. <laughs> uh, what, what's up with hockey players playing golf? That's the bigger question. They they don't play hockey all year round. Is yeah, but why don't they like switch to soccer or something? But it's always the joke too, being like, "Oh, you're gonna go golfing." Yeah. On like, and it's just I was like, because I guess a golf club is kind of like a in a similar shape to a hockey stick, but maybe way less masculine. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 is that like indigenous to the NHL? Like, do other do other sports say, "Oh, you're going golfing, man"? I guess <laughs> not. I think, so. I think there, there must be other athletes that golf, but I think you're right. I think it's kind it's of only a, it's a more of a thing, thing with yeah. hockey. Maybe because yeah. it's the summer that they have off. I don't Maybe. know, man. Maybe. That, I mean, yeah. I can't see too many NFL, NBA, uh, or baseball players playing golf. I think they're just counting their money. We did. There you go. What there I was brief mention of a film. What I understood from the film is that I should hate the West Island. Here's the context. <laughs> Here, yeah. Now we're getting into the context for this arbitrary conversation. <laughs> that was our whole thesis. <laughs> in a, yeah, in a gross overgeneralization of your film, yeah. we should hate the West Island. That's awesome because I've hated the West Island for years. But now the so film backs you up with reasons. I know, right? No, I, I've, I've always Island. felt like I've had reasons. All right, so what number part one? Of... They killed the Expos. Right. Number two, <laughs> the, the West Island <laughs> killed the Expos. Yeah, I, I blame the West Island. This is yeah. interesting. Specifically, Can I hear this? Yeah, DDO. Because they refused to take public transportation to get to the Olympic Stadium. So that's right. true. Yeah. That's true. If it there is. was a clean. Metro d- drive from the ride from the uh, West Island, we'd Metro probably still be in business. Anyways, so the high-speed train that should link Dorval Airport to downtown? I'm not saying there to be an extra train. I'm saying there was already sufficient public transportation. Oh, you're saying there was so sufficient? There was. I'm saying it was their refusal to, to take it. Oh. Yeah, well, I don't know. Oh, a bus. A bus. Uh. Yeah. French uh, people. Well, they did that for the Dawson, right? <laughs> they set up. There's like a special shuttle bus now that like runs extra, I think, out to Dorval. For the Alouettes. Is that right? For, for the, the Alouettes and for the Habs. Like, there's, like, extra buses at night that run straight from the Bell Center out to the West Island to help people, I guess. Because a lot of people come, will go to the Bell Center from work downtown, but then there's not that much public transportation to get back out to the West Island when a game lets out at, like, 10.30. Yeah, but, you know, who's riding a bus after going to see an expensive game at the Bell Center? I'm sorry. Really? <laughs> I put my hand up. I don't, again, I've never seen a hockey game, but no, I've seen a hockey game. But, yeah, <laughs> I don't I mean, understand uh, sport. Yeah, yeah, it's very complicated. You have a few drinks and stuff, you know, cab money. Yeah, exactly. I think, that's, I think that was actually part of the encouragement was to, like, we're going to make it easier to try to avoid people getting sloshed we're gonna at it, the game and then hopping in a car and driving, like, 45 minutes. We're giving more home. reason to have $11 beers. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Just keep kicking back those. Li- so, hey. So what part films? of the West Island did you guys grow up in? Not at I all. I grew up in RDP. Okay. Which is why I really hate. I grew up in the North Shore, so the West Island seemed like another country to me. Were you like the only Anglo in RDP? That's a good question. <laughs> one of, there, there's other ones, but I, I'd like to say that I'm one of the few Anglophones that came out without any kind of discernible accent. Okay. Either yeah. Creole or Italian, is that yeah, correct? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. So. Your film. Yes. <laughs> I swear film. to God. So here's a movie. So, all right. All right. So <laughs> Our film. So there's a movie here. Yes. Filmed entirely on smartphones. That's correct. About the name so of the movie is... Is Happy Slapping. Happy, happy Slapping. Slapping. Which uh, I, like, I heard about the phenomenon of Happy Slaps like way, way, way back when it was in England. Which that's was correct. like... I don't even know when this was. Early 2000s probably? Uh, probably like mid yeah. to late. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like it was... But it... it a long time ago, and it was like originally. If you look at some of those old videos, they were clearly filmed not on smartphones. On even. flip phones. They, they were filmed on flip phones, and they're so great. Like, I believe it's also known as the Rick James game. No, 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 because right. it's for, it's because they're British. They're like ha ha happy slaps. But what they're really talking about is punching you full in the face while they videotape you with the other hand. What's the Rick James game? Oh, yeah. The what does the five finger say to the face? Oh. But yeah, exactly. So you have these guys either filming themselves punching people in the face and being like, "Ha ha!" Yeah, no, I know, I know what the deal is. I know, and then and then there was the the, the more recent trend in the states, the knockout, the knockout game. game. That's Which correct. I mean, I have a bit of an issue with that because I guess no, feel, do you? Well, I, I mean, <laughs> no, no, but I mean, obviously with with that being a thing, but also, but there was also the, the whole thing around the knockout game where it was like a lot of it was was kind of just like media hysteria with that, right? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. But like, it, I mean, like, there was, like, I think there was only, like, a few cases, but then it kind of got blown up being, like, right. oh, it's Everyone's doing it. But the point is... It was, like, villainized is that there or is this, extra villainized. There is this trend of, of, of kids, young people looking for kind of instant celebrity... Yes. ...on the internet, via the internet, via these 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 kind of shock videos... And that's what the and that's what the sort of like the, the the gist of the film is, right? Yeah, and they also need an outlet too, right? Because it's not like you know kids have to go out and bully other kids and physically beat up other kids, but it seems like you know no more bullying, no more intimidation. You know, uh, in the past, you know, growing up, you used to walk on the street and just get you know a couple of you know punches to the head, a couple of kicks, you know, to yeah. your rear end. Now you can't do that. So I think. It sound like you want to do that, but... You grew up in the Streets of Rage video game? Like, <laughs> the side Which character were you like, in Double Dragon? Yeah. Like, someone throws a trash can at you? Like. It was... I lived in a Looney Tune, uh, <laughs> you know, pink... Uh, what's it called? It's uh, Roadrunner. Um. I, I think, though, it's a natural progression to bullying. You know yeah. I mean? Like, in everything in our society, everything has gotten more over the top, over the top, yeah. over the top. You know, now you see links. it's like... If click on this link and it'll blow your mind it's like yeah, you, yeah. Ha- you have to like everything has to be over the top to get people's attention because yeah. we're so saturated with just media yeah. all the time so it's kind of like the natural progression for bullying as well it's like it's not enough to just beat a kid up on in the playground now it's like get a total stranger shoot it on your iphone upload it to yeah. the internet but everyone's gonna freak out that but this is my question now is there a lot of bullying physical bullying going on in the schoolyards because i'm hearing a lot of teenage kids now saying that our school is bully free right well okay i actually worked in in public schools and i will say that the physical violence yeah is probably less but the mental is a lot more yeah that i agree with that like there's like there's a lot of like mental bullying because like you're you're very what like you're watched i would say you're watched more as a kid now than you used to be right like there's a lot more supervision so you can't necessarily go up and physically bully the way you can but you can Threaten a kid. You can right. email him. Text you can and text him verbally. You, you can so this is it. It's the outlet of now. A lot of them can't go out and physically beat someone up, so they're going to do this to, to you know strangers, and that's how they kind of try and somewhat prove themselves. You know, that's an interesting theory. Yeah. Uh, that's the, that they can't do it in the schools as much yeah, now, it's done. so that they go out and yeah. So it's like, okay, how do you prove yourself? You're I don't know. You're like a local gang. A whole bunch of kids just hanging out, yeah. and you know. I'm not saying this is justified, but you know, hundred, a couple hundred years ago, young men would go out and hunt. Young yeah. men would go out and just, you know, kill animals or yeah, go to war. They just play Call of Duty like the rest, yeah, of, or, <laughs> rest of the, the world. ones that don't play Call of Duty. The ones <laughs> that actually want to go out and yeah, actually, yeah. you know, having played Call of Duty, they want to put it into practice kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So no, I, I can I can see that, but is it? Do you also think that like you were saying and talking about Walter pointed out, but the the idea for like instant fame. Where you're yeah. just like, if this, I mean, like there was, uh, there was a video, like a horrifying, shocking video that came out, I think a month or two ago, where it was, they lured a guy, and it was a guy, a mentally challenged guy, they lured a guy out of the house promising it was a date, and then the other guy just like beat him up, and they were filming it. They are pressing charges, thankfully, because they ID'd the guy, but, I mean, the reality is, is that guy is now famous, because you're like, I could probably pick him out of a crowd, because I saw him do a horrible thing on right. the internet. He's not famous, he's infamous. Infamous, right. fair. Hey, but. I could recognize him. Yeah. And it's just sort of like if there's these people who are like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna make my name for myself by being the biggest douchebag I can. By... Well, that's, the, that's the whole point of this. That's the whole point of... Well, yeah. like That's the whole point of the West Island. Yeah, that's the West Island. <laughs> <laughs> that's the motto of the West Island. As you, as you drive into the West Island, there's Become a big famous sign. Become being the biggest says, douchebag yeah. you can. What are your ratings like? For the <laughs> <laughs> it only shows Montreal, so we're doing fine. We're right, doing great. Right, right, right. If we started compartmentaling it... We don't have bro. the same internet in the West Island. <laughs> <laughs> right, so far, we've made fun of athletes. We've made fun of people exactly. in Park X, RDP, and West Island. You what what's fun next? People in Park X. Okay. <laughs> Walter's very proud of where he's from. But yeah, do you think that that's, the, think that's another like driving goal is the like desire for for me and you're just I think like, that's our all that's our that's our thesis like we're talking about bullying a little bit and, yeah and the film is about bullying but i think it's more about what the, the current you know younger generations their ideas of achieving fame in in kind of sketchy ways and yeah. this being kind of the well also ultimate we, sketchy way yeah exactly and i mean like it's not quite the same since i think it, they're not necessarily well they are hurting themselves but like we saw all the jackass guys get famous, right? Like when we were, like I'm saying we, I'm 30, but growing up when I was a teenager in early 20s and stuff, we saw jackass get famous 
for doing crazy ass stuff and hurting themselves and each other. So you're like, oh, I could do this, you know? Sort of in a reality show type way. Yeah, exactly. That's it, where it's like, oh, what what are the talents that they have? Like, oh, they're not even, they're not, I guess they are stuntmen? Kind of? Maybe? And it's all right. Yeah, it's like you never know what's going to happen type stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's what this is. But. I mean, and they were malicious to each other as well. Yeah, exactly. So. They also hurt right. each other. Like, there's the there's the Rocky gag, right, where one of them has a boxing glove, and it's they have the high-speed camera. So it's like it splashes water in the guy's face and then clocks him with the boxing glove. Right. And it's like, that's okay because they're both semi-willing participants. Consent, yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> there's consent. a lot of waivers, I'm sure, that are signed <laughs> to get on set at a Jackass movie. <laughs> but I doubt it. Hmm? I somehow doubt there's a lot of waivers. <laughs> I guarantee you there is. To use that footage, man? Oh, yeah. There's... Oh, yeah. For probably sure. not in Especially the early in the US. Yeah, probably not in yeah. the early ones. In the now, early footage. Yeah. But nowadays, I'm sure yeah. there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Yeah, so you take that and you see this young kid who kind of, again, wants to prove himself to his other friends. Yeah. And he sees the jackass and he sees everything else that's going on. Mm-hmm. His video games and, oh, no, you've been told not to actually physically intimidate or bully anyone. So let's go do it to, to strangers, you know? Um, I, I think, I mean, there's definitely a connection there, right? Uh, but the, the fact of the matter is, is what goes on in their heads to actually say, let's go beat up a stranger, and from there, we will become infamous. Yeah. So now, so Bristol, you directed the film, and Anakin, you have, like, various credits on this. <laughs> You're the producer... Yeah, the producer's really just a generous uh, credit. Right. Uh, th- my else? primary role was we co-wrote it together. Oh, you guys so Christos co-wrote. approached right. me uh, and asked me to co-write the uh, – pro- it was all his brainchild. Like he actually had the whole story mapped out. I was just kind of wrote mostly dialogue. and. Yeah. Uh, That's not true actually. I mean I had an idea of what the the, the project should be. And then right. there's a lot, of, a lot of scenes that you added that weren't there. In you the had like a, like a two or three page treatment. Right, right. And then we you know stretched that out over – Anakin's the talent. He's the, the actual writing talent. Oh. But anyway. Uh, and, you wrote, and you wrote a few new songs for it as well. Yes, yeah. I have, I have uh, three or four songs that appear in the film. And then we have a uh, – we're going to have a 12-song uh, soundtrack, half of which is scoring. And the other half is which uh, is like eight uh, or – wait, let me do the math on that. Six. <laughs> I don't know how many songs. But I do a bunch of them. And the score, the, uh, Tim Rideout, who's doing scoring, he, he did a bunch of other tracks. So, yeah. yeah, so music, writing, and – oh, and I have a part in it. There <laughs> There's that too. He right, plays right, a sleazy bartender Boom. that lures the kids into a, a bar and does some kind of nasty things to them. Yeah. Sounds like a real, real juicy part. The part I was born to yeah. play. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is the like re-edited, reissued new footage version that came out last. When this comes up, it will have been last week. So that's correct. So because th- there was a version of it that came out. Yeah, we did a couple of festivals and then uh, Telefilm Canada, which is the federal governing body for film and television. And if you ever want to be a feature filmmaker, you got to get money from Telefilm Canada. Write that down, Walter. They, uh, right they down Telefilm Canada. Telefilm oh, Canada. <laughs> My contact there is. Yeah. And they gave us some money for development. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shot it, uh, the post production itself, we shot it with our own money. And then they saw a couple of kind of what you would call festival or rough cuts. Okay. They uh, liked what they saw. And then they gave us money to, uh, to redo the post production, to re edit. And we, you know, found a couple of new editors. Another writer, we removed about 25%, 25 minutes of the film, shot another 15 new minutes of footage, and it's a whole new cut from what people might have seen a couple of years ago when it played in a couple of festivals. Okay. So the original, so the principal photography was done when, actually? A little less than four years ago. Okay. And this is the process of being a, a filmmaker in Canada, right? Right. In the U.S., <laughs> usually from pre-production to when the movie is released is about two years on average, maybe a little less. In Canada, it goes on forever, you know? <laughs> so yeah. we shoot the thing, we cut it a year later. Telephone was like, yeah, we like it. Let's re-edit it with you. Then you apply, get six months afterwards, you get some money. So it's a year into it. So you're two years into it now at this point. You find new editors, you got a new writer, you sh- reshoot stuff. That's a year later, that's three years. And then we wind up, you know, licensing it to a couple of distributors earlier on this year. So it takes nine months for it to finally come out. So there you go. long process, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, like in that time, like it's just to illustrate that, like Anakin, you had quite a, quite a lot of stuff happen for you in, in that, in the time since you were initially involved. It's 2010, in yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, I mean, what, some of those highlights being what? 
Well, I mean, a bunch. It's like I know some stuff happened. Songs. I don't have no idea what it was, yeah. but I know stuff happened for I you. Feel, I feel I'd like, like you, you performed at the Bell through. Center. I feel I performed at the Bell Center. That was a couple months ago. Uh, I, uh, I, I, you know, like just the bunch of sports songs. Like I've had a couple of Expos tributes that came out. Yep. One that really made a lot of buzz was the tribute to Gary Carter. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that was 2011. Oh no, 2012. Uh, I have a. Since 2010, I have two hat songs that have come out. The recent one, Rock the Sweater, which was, uh, which did pretty well. And um, yeah, I've had two albums since then. One that's about to come out. So now I've got these two albums coming out because I had a, a, a record ready to go yeah. outside of this. And now i got this soundtrack album that, you know, because you told me what, uh, Chris, that was like a month ago that we were going <laughs> to... Oh, by the way, the film's coming out. Hell yeah, let's put together a soundtrack. <laughs> Actually, it was your idea to put together a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, no, it was my idea. But, I mean, you know, we kind of scrambled putting together, uh, you know, how we're going to approach pushing this film. Here's what I, here's what I want to know. Do you, do you remember that, Do you remember there was, a, there was an inline, there was an inline skating uh, hockey team at one point called the Montreal Roadrunner? Oh yeah. Yes, when course. when's your Montreal Roadrunners song coming out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the Montreal Machine too. I think the, mach- the machine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in talks with uh, Yvonne Cornoy. He's going to do the hook. Nice. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he could sing either. He's a glorious singer. Uh, yeah, no, I, I uh, after my impact and Alouettes and Concords song. Remember the Montreal <laughs> Concords? No, what are the Concords? They were like the Concords. mid '80s. Oh, they were the when the Alouettes defunct. They were the CFL team. In Cincinnati or something. No, Where'd no, they? the Montreal Concords was a right. CFL team after the Alouettes. Right, for like a couple so, years, yeah. the Concords, yeah, yeah. Okay. Montreal Concords, and they right. had like two C's for an M, right? Yeah, like a, yeah, and yeah, then there was the, the Montreal Machine, the Machine, which was the World League of American Football. With, yeah, with the yeah. London team and the Spanish team, yeah. and the New York there team. There was the Barcelona Dragons, right? Yeah, yeah the Montreal Machine. Yeah. What so all the, those songs are coming. I was like, out. what about the the was it was it Lex Luger? What? Lex Luger, the wrestler, <laughs> yes, played for the Alouettes. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> didn't, Doug, exactly. did. didn't Doug Flutie also play for the Alouettes? No, he no. played in the CFL, but not the Alouettes. Yeah, exactly. Flutie played for the Calgary. And yeah. the, uh, no, his brother played for the, the Stampeders. Stampeders. Darren Flutie. <laughs> oh, no, his brother played. So Doug Flutie played for Saskatchewan, maybe. No, he played for the Argos. Yeah, he Argos. played Argos, yeah. yeah. Doug Flutie would only like play in Toronto. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't see him play. living in any other city. Yeah. Other but but if, if the Alouettes existed, he would have played for Montreal. All go. the stars signed with the Alouettes now. Yeah, we got right. Tim Tebow. We got Ocho Cinco. Michael Sam. So uh, next, <laughs> I really felt that Ocho Cinco should have renamed himself to Quatre Cinq. I was like, he would be so over with the fans. Yeah. He would be like standing ovation every time they were like Numéro Quatre Cinq. He probably still doesn't realize they speak French here. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also stopped being Ocho Cinco. So like, Wait a minute, like, that's not Spanish? Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, what, what Keith and I saw you at this summer was, uh, well, I saw you at a couple, a couple of the gals, uh, the JFL gals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how'd you get that gig, first of all? They called me. Uh, uh, For what we're talking about here is, so just, just to clarify, you, 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 you were... Warm the warm-up guy, guy warmed I guess up the crowd before, yeah. yeah, at just for laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, for, just for all the galas. galas for the uh, how many? How many uh, did you do? Everyone except the Don Rickles ones. So, right. Uh, so Why? nine, nine in total. He didn't want you to. Did uh, Rickles refuse that? Or? No, they 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 told me they think that it would go over the heads of the crowd because they figured it would be an older crowd. Really? But, so like the geriatric crowd wouldn't get Anakin Slade? Yeah, you know, because I tell them you know put your hands up so. <sighs> That, you know, right. and old have, people, and as we all know, yeah. can't. And there goes, <laughs> and there goes <laughs> our elderly audience. Yeah, there there is. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, West Island old people yeah. are right now. <laughs> <laughs> old people in the West Island yeah. are tuning out from yeah. the internet. From what we specifically <laughs> want to ask about is uh, we saw you, you opened at the, the Chevy Chase Gala. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you get to hang out with Chevy Chase? I did. I did. How right was before, that? Right before the show. I thought you were going to ask me about the show because it wasn't the Both. highlight. All those things. Yeah, we'll oh, no, we're, there's the highlight of the festival. <laughs> put it that way. Uh, all the shows were great except that one. Uh, <laughs> that was so funny. But but you know what? And all fairness, and, and Chevy was a really nice guy because there was a lot of talk about him not being a nice guy. But right. Like, we were like standing there because you know uh, on the side I was on is where the host enters. So basically, I'm standing next to the host right before we go on. So either they're in the corner not talking or they're just waiting. So Chevy Chase is the kind of guy. You know, he had a glass of wine and he was like watching all the intros and we started talking actually. And and they did the um, tribute before to um, 
what's the uh, John Panette. John Panette. John yeah, and and he said uh, he was shaking his head watching it. He's like, it's just like John Candy. And then we had a whole conversation about right. John Candy, and he said apparently he was writing a script with John Candy like like a couple of months before uh, he died. Terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I, st- I told him how much I loved Uncle Buck, and then I told him I loved yeah, right. Christmas Vacation. And all yeah, that. Did you, uh, Christmas Vacation is the best. It's the best. Did I told him it's my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Fletch. Yeah. Fletch, <laughs> did you uh, get him to uh, autograph your, uh, your VHS tape of Funny Farm? Uh, I don't know that reference. That's that's like your that Montreal like Concord reference. Was that like the worst uh, film he made? Oh, Chevy I don't Chase. even know what that Chevy is. Chevy Chase made. But you know what was interesting about Chevy Chase is – he really wanted to meet P.K. Subban badly. Hmm. Like, he came to the, the show that P.K. was at, the Seth yeah. Rogen thing, and, and he was like <laughs> – I, I, I saw him talking to his publicist, like, can, can, I, can, I, can I go talk to P.K.? And they introduced him, and he wrapped his arm around him, and he said, hey, man, you're great. But like, can we take a picture? And I was like I, – I, I couldn't understand. I'm like, is he a hockey I gotta assume that he's a hot. I think he fan. just likes looking at PK in suits. I think that's probably what it was. <laughs> well, you know, in, in Christmas vacation, he's he's walking around in the uh, in the Blackhawks jersey. That's right. Maybe he's right. a big hockey. Yeah, exactly. Fan. But I think that's but that's might be just because of the like, Chicago thing. No, no, yeah, the Griswolds are big Blackhawks fans. Yeah. Yeah, right. I guess so. Clark, Clark Sparky. <laughs> the family in vacation films. So yeah. you had a positive experience. So one on one, your experience with with Mr. Chase. Was, Absolutely. Was now, positive. if we move to the audience, I feel like yeah, <laughs> I feel like we're going somewhere here. <laughs> we okay. Well, is this like because we're like from, you went we're, to the from show. yeah, yeah okay. we were we were, we're watching. We were like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, I was so like, okay, excited is kind of the wrong word, I guess. Schadenfreude. Huh? Yeah, Schadenfreude. <laughs> No, <laughs> I was just—I was really interested to see it because I was like in my head, either it was going to be a disaster or he was going to kill, and it wasn't even a disaster. It was just like the, in my head, the disaster would have been him going off the teleprompter and just being like shooting his mouth, right. and I would been like, which still would have been funny to me because I'm like, if Chevy Chase starts like just freestyling on the audience, it's going to be incredibly, probably tasteless and offensive, but it'll still be funny because yeah. he's Chevy Chase and he can do that. Or it was going to be amazing. And it was just kind of neither. It was kind of sad. I was really the, bummed that he wasn't... The one time he did go off teleprompter was kind of when they uh, they started letting people in. And then they sort of seemed to put an end to that right away. Which In all fairness to him, uh, and I don't know what happened. Like I, I feel he was unprepared for whatever reason. I, okay. I, don't, I don't know who's to blame for that, but he seemed unprepared. Uh, really, but when I went out and I did my, my little warm-up, I was like, oh, this is not... The best crowd. Yeah, the crowd. The crowds like we were. We were up in the balcony area, mm-hmm. so not necessarily like the balcony was actually pretty rowdy because I think right. it was like it's just it's the cheaper seat. So just right, us. We, we were rowdy. Yeah, yeah was that might have just been us. Just standing there, yeah. But I. Uh, but uh, Gabriel Iglesias was the night before, and I was like, wow, this is a great way to start the festival. Everybody was really in a great mood, and it was a really, really sharp drop in the second night. And yeah. I think looking over the shows of that nine of those nine shows, that's definitely the one that jumps out as being the hardest crowd to get. But then going. you but then you warmed up for for the Sandberg Gala too, right? Yeah, because I saw you at that too. That was yeah, that, was no, a, that crowd was great. That was a good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, that happens at Just for Laughs. You'll have uh, at least one major artist every festival that just kind of tanks, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's unfortunate it was Chevy Chase. I think uh, even the Seth Seth Rogen wasn't. No, too. Seth Rogen was good. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Well, the crowd was pumped. The crowd was good. But yeah, that's already made it onto TV. That's like the it did. Yeah, was, was yeah. They showed on Comedy Network. It was, yeah, it was, it was on last weekend. And I have another question, vaguely related to your hip hop career. Well, right. it is related to your hip hop <laughs> career. It's very related to the videos of your hip hop career. Okay. Is do you just like send an email being like, "Hey, celebrities, if you would like to wear a Habs jersey, send me a video of it," because those that always blows my mind. Is the like, I mean, obviously, if you have. Jay Baruchel from Montreal, I can see it. But then you get an entire slew of celebrities and rock the sweater wearing it. You, you, I mean, I, I didn't send a lot of direct emails. The only time I would send, I, I had a publicist working for me yeah. in L.A. Yeah. And I had one working for me here in Montreal. So, uh, but sometimes when I would get, when we get no responses to the publicist, I would send a personal email. That yeah. happened with uh, Justin Trudeau. Okay. I sent an email directly and kind of pleaded my case because they, they kind of blew us off. 
and then they responded right away. for this podcast. I tried to email Trudeau like two, three times for this podcast, man. And like, yeah. Nothing back from the camp. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Maybe we could talk about that later. Yeah, so. I, well, I, pull I, on the heartstrings a little more. Be like, I think it was easy for them, you know, because it's it's it makes it makes them look cool and hip. You know? Yeah, exactly. This yeah, would this make them look cooler. <laughs> this, this right here. You're like just like rock the sweater yeah. doing this podcast. It's the exact same. Will be thing. the same thing. Uh, and the other one was uh, George Strombo, who I, I went the official route with him, but uh, him and I kind of know each other. So uh, when he didn't respond, I just emailed him directly, and right away he was like, "Yeah, yeah sure, let me know." Okay. You know what? I got a question, sir. For yeah, I got a question. Where was that shot? The George Strombo was that in, he was in Los LA. Angeles? Yeah, he was in That's LA. his car. Yeah, he was on the road doing some weird road trip because he's weird like that. Yeah, uh, and uh, he had like a flag. He said, I don't have a jersey, but I have a flag in my car. Right. So can I kiss the flag? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, odd. Sure. It was interesting. And it was yeah. like some sort of 1960s or 70s roadster, which looked yeah. like a pretty cool car, right? No, yeah, it was great. He did a whole little setup, and it, it was it So was is cool. he just like, I travel with the flag? I yeah. guess so. <laughs> well, I'm in Los Angeles. I don't have my jersey, yeah. but I do have my flag. I, I, I don't have a passport, best? but here's my flag. The best was Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. Because he's we, a huge Jazz fan. He's yeah. a huge well, Jazz fan. He wore it under the Aragorn armor, right? Yeah, he was in Cannes. Yeah. And he wasn't he wasn't even in North America and they were like, Well, you know, he doesn't have a jersey in Cannes. He has a T shirt and I'm like, Yeah, he could kiss a T shirt. That's, good. <laughs> that's, that's fine. fine. Don't turn me down for that. And he was actually the first to deliver his video, the first to answer yes. Wow. The, nice. Arguably the biggest star in the whole thing. Weird yeah. thing that I've spotted recently, I don't know why I've been watching. Morrison? I Vigo Morrison, just sing them around. No. Uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching a lot of uh, movie network lately. I don't know. <laughs> I don't got much to do apparently, and uh, there's uh, I, I'm seeing like these old like um, these old like these old comedies from like the, the late seventies, early eighties, like uh, the, the Fast Times at Ridgemont High and uh, Meatballs, and and then randomly somebody like just like like a minor character or something, or not even a minor character, somebody will just have like a Habs jersey on. And I'm like, that's weird, right? Like, this American comedy, like, and someone's just rocking the head. But I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, no, it's because they were fucking awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, like, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, in the early 80s, like, if you were at all into hockey, right. like, yeah. and there was, like, what, half the teams that there are now? Right. So, yeah, like, exactly. Like, I guess that kind of makes sense. Oh, yeah. Well, they always say that, too, about the Habs, right? Is that, like, you can play – it's the only team where there are fans in every arena. You right. know? It's like, it's like you if you're – like Phoenix, Phoenix playing yeah. in Long Island, there's nobody wearing a Phoenix shirt. You know, it's just kind of like, <laughs> exactly. like this is too far there's removed. One guy, one guy. Maybe let's, let's give him like yeah. Todd and his family with yeah. with someone on the team. But that's it. They're like, but there's always there's like they're like I forget who it was. I think it might have been Camilleri who was just sort of like it's the only team where you can hear cheers when you score everywhere. You yeah. might hear boos also, but he's yeah. like, there's enough people that somewhat like a good group of people is cheering if you score. In thirty arenas across the country, I was like, oh, across North America, I was like that. Yeah. I was like that. They should, that should be a selling point to get on the team, being like. So it's, it's not the Maple Leafs. No, no? I, would have thought. I think the, the Leafs probably have that too, but not, not as much as the. the yeah. Abs. yeah. The Leafs are probably up there. Like, like I say, any of the original six. Sixty-seven, sixty-eight. I think it'd probably be any of the six yeah. original teams. Yeah, exactly. I think. Any anywhere origi- you go, yeah. Any of the original six. Detroit sure can probably make Chicago, it. New York. Wear a uh, Leafs jersey in uh, Easy Rider. No. <laughs> That's like 69. Yeah. There was, there was, now that she's mentioning, I can't fucking remember, but there's like a character in an, one of those 80s like teen movies who is in a Habsters like the whole time. Yeah, I feel that's, I that's it, bringing something back to me. Might, might be, yeah. might be uh, Judd Nelson at one point. I'm not sure. Are you sure it's not a Blackhawks? No, that's Sparky. Huh? We're going back to uh, back to the Griswolds. Yeah, back to the Griswolds. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're making. You know, I, I read they're they're making a new one. They're, yeah, they're gonna, they're a new vacation. Making, they're going to be making. It's like it's it's half half a sequel, half like a reboot, but it's going to be it's it's the uh, kids or parents. It's, uh, Rust, uh, the, the Rusty's kid. No, no, no. Rusty is the kid. It's going to be Rusty taking his family on a vacation. Oh, cool! Right. And he's got like post-traumatic stress from all the like the. the it's going to be like vacations. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and, <laughs> up vacations and who's there. Rusty? Who's going to be uh, playing Rusty? I read is it this, the original guy? No, yeah. I don't know. there was three original guys. There was three different kids. They always they were always changing the kid. One was. Uh, Did they uh, change the wife? No, the wife was always better. So Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. Yeah. That's the D'Angelo. question. Is Beverly D'Angelo still hot? Uh, oh, totally. No. Totally. No. <laughs> no. I, no. Wish I, could, I wish I could say yes. Hold on. She's totally hot. I didn't hot, even think so. about that. 
<laughs> Tilly, come on, pull her up. Let's see a photo of her <laughs> on pull Google. Well, get it on your phone while they're really She's married to Al Pacino? She was were... for a while. They were dating, and yeah. she's married to a... I was going to bust out the Pacino a... of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that was I think she's married to like an, an Italian count or something like that now. Oh, is that right? Not Al Pacino. Count Dangelo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Al Pacino dressed as an Italian count. Is it Al Pacino in a cape? Yeah. Own a castle. Yeah. But I was... So let's talk keep, about you guys. Keep talking. I'm I was going to say, speaking of like old movies and whatever, and this is just talking about stuff I saw on the internet today, which is super exciting. Uh, did you see the, the the Little Rascals poster that they all that. they all reposed for from 20 yeah. years later? Because there's like the 20th anniversary of the remake of Little Rascals is yeah. special DVD. Actually, the I, only thing I don't like about that is they had the dog in there. We know that dog's not still alive. Come was, on, guys. That was, my, same dog. That was my exact picture. comment, too. I was like, that dog is dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because they didn't actually get together to I pose. Think she's still pretty good looking, actually. Yeah, dude, yeah. she's so she's hot. Come on. Yeah. Can you show it to the audience here? Yeah, the audience, <laughs> yeah, the audience of Annie. Ah, she's yeah. gorgeous. She's, I feel well, like there was a couple years where she's she kind of like, ballooned up a little bit. No, she's whatever. She's some bit roles on Law & Order, but anyway. Right. She's beautiful. This has been Go Plug Speaking Beverly D'Angelo. I was going to say, yeah. that doesn't sound right. I have, I have a weird Law & Order anecdote that's super, super unrelated. No, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> we have, uh, what, we, time, what, 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 what do we have time-wise? Come on. We're at 34 minutes. We're at 34? We're I, we have time for my Law & Order 34 anecdote. minutes oh, no. left? Because it's related to iced tea, which is if you go back into the catalog, we had Sugar Sammy on. And like the last 20 minutes of, like 15 to 20 minutes of the Sugar Sammy episode, we're just talking about Law & Order and how Sammy really wants basically the iced tea part. In Law and Order, he's like, I could see myself doing that. And then is it for French Canada? For anybody, he's like, he's like, I just want to be on like Law and Order. Bilingual, yeah, exactly. Bilingual, exactly. French, French version. And yeah, and in the wor- nerdiest thing that I'm probably doing right now, they as to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Dungeons and Dragons, they released a free audiobook of the stories of Drist. If you know, and I probably don't know who Drist is. Drist is who basically all the Dungeons & Dragons fantasy is centered around this one guy. And Ice-T is one of the celebrity readers. Oh so he God. reads, it's like Ice-T reading you a fantasy story for like oh an hour God. and 40 minutes. And it's, first of all, he pronounces sword as sword. Every time, and I'm like, oh my god, Who stop. I sword. I see he's like, he's like, Drizzt came at him with his sword. <laughs> and he's like, he blocked with his sword, and then they were in combat. And I'm like, I can't, I just, I can't, like, I'm like giggling while I'm listening yeah. to this, like, fantasy bullshit nonsense. Right. Why is there a That's W? A Why is there a W if you don't pronounce it? He learned that exactly. from Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang Schwartz. Exactly. Wu-Tang Schwartz. Exactly. What kind of like? I mean, okay, let's that. That's a good segue. What yeah. kind of like rap stuff did you listen to growing up? Uh, Wu Tang, <laughs> a lot of Wu Tang. Uh, yeah, a lot of Wu Tang. Uh, I like the other Ice. Uh, Ice Cube was actually one of the f- the first rap art. I was I was really into like metal when I was like, uh, you know, I was like between like twelve and like fourteen, and then suddenly I heard Ice Cube, and I was like the whole other world. I I, I could never have been Ice Cube. Like could have been Body Count. Yeah. yeah, they could have gone no, in no, now. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually did listen to a lot of Body Count as well. Were you there for Body Count at Heavy MTL? I wasn't there. I, I missed it. I, 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 saw that. That I came after. I heard it was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the same cop killer. Anger. anger. A lot of anger. Just yelling at like yelling at like teenage white girls. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Shit like that. Uh, there was yeah. I mean, Ice Cube. Ice Cube was because that was the whole time of the uh, L.A. riots. Yeah. And it was a really intense time. Like you know, even when you're a kid, you're like, what the hell is going on in Los Angeles? You know. And Ice Cube was had a whole record called The Predator, which was really just about the riots. And right. I remember being completely like completely possessed by that album. And then after that, I was like, let me explore this hip hop shit. And 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 then then I heard Wu Tang, and uh, that was it. I, I did you go see hip hop for life? Did you go see Wu Tang when they came late last late twenty fifteen? You didn't put, you didn't put air quotes performed. there. You should have thrown. I'm sorry, yeah. Then well, I'm getting to that. Wu Tang air quotes. Wu Tang. It was like just like Raekwon. It was Ray. Inspector Deck was there. I think Ghost. Yeah. Jizza was there. Method Man wasn't there. Despite having released a video saying he would be there like a day earlier. He was supposed to be there. I was. I was. I don't want to be like a like acting cool, but I was backstage with all of them, and they were like, oh. Method was supposed to land, and they're like, uh, he's not on the plane. <laughs> the no, promoters but he, like, were he, like, he had a he had a video on like Twitter being like, Montreal, see you tomorrow. Right, and he's so like, like miss my plane. <laughs> I, I love those guys. They're like, for the most part, they're they're really really good guys. You know, yeah. especially Deck, who I've done a lot of work with. Right. And, he's uh, toured with him in Europe. Toured with him. I did a video with him. Every time he's in town, we hook up. He's a great guy. 
those they're the most disorganized <laughs> group <laughs> of motherfuckers I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah. I, can ima- I can just There's uh, too many of them. There's, there's too, too many, many to be it organized. It's about to happen, really. Well, yeah, but it, it's I think it happens like there are very like if you look through like supergroup, like, even though they weren't necessarily a supergroup when they started, they were a supergroup worth of talent, right? Like they're all headliners on their own basically. It's if you look at like any supergroup it doesn't usually last that long, you know? It's like, no. it's kind of... So it's like to keep... Yeah, and so it's it, like, I don't the, even the, the think tra- it's just... The Traveling Wilburys and then uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Both, both <laughs> yeah. examples of two. mass disorganization exactly. and supergroups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Spice Girls, too. The Spice Girls, the Spice yeah. Girls I don't think, are a supergroup. But that's it. And it's like, it's not even, I don't think, necessarily even a question of ego, but just like talent and stuff, where you're like, you have all these super creative people just pulling in every direction. It just like... Yeah. creates general discord it is and everybody wants their peace and everybody thinks that they're entitled to uh maybe a little bit more because now they're hotter like i remember in 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 coachella like well, i was with them at, at coachella and there was so much friction and and you know anyways i don't want to talk about the details <laughs> on the internet but uh but where's but bill it, murray stand in all of this <laughs> bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Mowey, yeah, yeah. I, I, but uh, that's a good segue because Rizza, who's yeah. known for saying the Bill Mowey, yeah. he's he's the kind of glue of that group, yeah, and that's the key to keeping a super group together. You have one guy who's like, but other people disagree with that in Wu Tang. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. Oh no, yeah, it's like well, it was a couple months ago, Rizza was like, yeah, there could be a reunion as long as it's clear that I'm the leader. <laughs> people were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, but but they all know as much as maybe they resent him for that, they yeah. also know that he's the guy who's going to give them their money. Yeah, because he's the guy who's organized enough to make it happen. Yeah, I saw that firsthand in in, in yeah, Coachella. Yeah. He's the <laughs> only guy who's like making sure the show goes off, you know. And it, it's 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 great to be around them, but also kind of sad to see like your heroes because I thought they were they were gods to me growing up. I was like, these yeah, guys yeah. are like the most creative, most amazing. Yeah artists I've ever seen in my life, and now they're just kind of a bunch of dudes who are like <laughs> touring and yeah, yeah. you know. Is that a revenue, Walter? When you met Mick Foley, were you like, oh, he's just a dude? No. No, you're like, he's still a guy. It's amazing. Have <laughs> you ever met Mick Foley? Yeah, we yeah. had him on the podcast. Oh, no, really? Yeah. I, uh, when he was here for Just for yeah, Lives, yeah, yeah, I he met him just, too. He seemed like a really nice yeah, guy. He was, and I got to open for him last year at Comic-Con. Really? The, he was, yeah, yeah, he did. Like, I do some, like, I do, like, some stand-up and shit like that. So oh, okay. He does, he does his, like, yeah. And shit like that? And shit like that. Yeah, yeah, he, does, yeah. He, does, he does He does. humorous storytelling. He doesn't like I to call like himself I've a comedian. I feel like I've seen you somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I have Was possibly opening for Mick Foley? Was it a beer commercial? It might have been a beer commercial. That's possible. Yeah, Mick Foley was the, one of the greatest all-time guests because uh, we were, we were recording because it struck us as a good idea that you're wrestling fan. I I was I'm like an old school like 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 Macho Man Savage is like one of my early all-time early heroes as well. <laughs> uh, but in the late '90s when it got good with Mick Foley and yeah, yeah, Steve yeah. Austin and when The Rock was coming up, that good. was a good time too. Yeah. I was really into it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Don't worry, my Paul. Yeah. Paul we thought it would. We, we do like just for last episodes, and that year we thought it was for, for some reason a good idea to do it at night at the Hyatt Bar. Right. Well, I don't know. It was a good idea. It worked out great. Awesome. Because we got everybody a little tipsy, as opposed right. to when we do it during the day, and everyone's like, "Oh, I'll do this interview. Fifteen minutes, put it on the clock." We'd have like people come in like Foley and do like forty-five. Right. Like you just and he was like, "I'll come back to you guys later tonight." And we're like. Foley's lying to us. And then it's like 1 o'clock in the morning, we're getting ready, and he's like, hey, kid, guys, and we're like, oh, fuck, Mick Foley wants to do this interview at like 1.30 <laughs> in the morning. We're like, set up the computer, and we're going to sit down with Mick Foley. You're like, sorry, man, we're just leaving. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was just like, you don't expect necessarily Mick Foley to remember that commitment that he made to you like of four course. or five hours ago at a party at the Hyatt to be like, I'm going to come back later. And you're like, okay, like if he does, he does, but probably won't. And then showed up and sat down and years. Good, did a good like probably 40 45 minutes like sat down told us about juggalos told us about because he played the gathering and like or he didn't play he wrestled the gathering he wasn't doing yeah. anything else there he bought a lacrosse stick go back and listen to that i gotta listen to that again because i had like, <laughs> yeah i want to check <laughs> we were archives. we were we were kind of tired and drunk at that point yeah. when mick foley decided <laughs> that he was going to be on our show uh you want to hear four questions yeah, or do you want to do questions and then we'll make sure we plug uh, everything properly we get everything properly on the iTunes yeah yeah, yeah yeah well they're going to need to segue briefly while I get the questions segue briefly well Christos uh, could talk more about the film because he hasn't been doing a lot of talking Christos I want to talk about Beverly D'Angelo actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> Christos has just been looking at those pictures the whole time is okay so we work on these days um, a couple of different projects um, I still uh, sell TV shows that's my regular job 
Been doing that for like 17 years. I'm a television distributor. Okay. So I actually used to work at Just for Laughs. I was there for 12 years, and I was the head of sales there. Okay. So, uh, you know, all the gags and all the stand-up stuff that uh, you see on television, we would sell to like 140 countries and like 100 airlines, and you just couldn't escape it. I mean, it's Especially funny. on the airlines. On the airlines. And it's funny because like I, well, I – No gag, matter where you're going. Gags right? is super easy to sell, right? Because yeah. there's no, no dialogue. There's no dialogue. Yeah. So you could be like – Put it everywhere. Yeah, I was in Greece a couple of weeks ago, and my in my father's village, there's only like nine elderly people that live there, and they all have satellite television, <laughs> and the gags would come on, and they would see like my credits at the end of the TV show, and they'd be like, that's the show that you produced. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we used to sell it. But no, it's, your name is on it, so you, that's the, your show, right? Just go with it, man. Just yeah. Like, and, uh, yeah, I wrote, wrote, wrote produced this. I, I came up yeah. with each and every one of these names. Yeah, I'm the mastermind yeah, no, behind gags. You know, it's like I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking a nap, and then I just... Just hear my uncle just laughing in the other room, just listen to like gags, you know. And that so music. Just, yeah, that music. <laughs> so yeah, so I sell TV shows, and then I'm working on another script that maybe Anakin and I will write together. And uh, I'm also in the process of uh, possibly buying into a a tech company that's going to be launching soon. I'm excited that you didn't say timeshare. Time I, was like, I was gonna stop you. I was gonna be like, no, those yeah. are scams. No Don't do it. Yeah. Tech company. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm just catching up on sleep these days. Actually, just taking a lot of naps. Nice. I like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. now I'm it's super good. jealous. Well, that's what they do in Greece. That's why they live so long. Wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Do that. The th- are you looking at the do that in the village? Yeah. Well, question. especially in the summertime. So what, so what are we segueing? We gotta what? ask oh, you no, guys. I was gonna let you guys keep talking. Yeah, we want to ask you guys some questions. How many minutes we have left? You have time to ask us a few questions. Yeah, we want to ask you guys a couple questions. I have the first question to ask you. What is that little cologne thing you got next to you? Do you want it? Do you want it? Seriously. No, no, what is it? What do you you got it on Crescent Street just now? They were giving out free samples of Lacoste. It's yours. Oh, thank you. A gift. I was expecting a pint of beer, but I'll take take some You want a pint of beer? I'll get you a pint of beer. Yeah. I could could make that happen. Cologne. If you start the questions, so that's it. question number one. Hang on. So I was just trying to forward myself this Keith, we never, message. We never, we never offered our guests a beer. Uh, fuck. Walter, question number two. That's your like go-to. Walter, though. can I ask you another question? Yeah. Uh, what kind of drugs do you like? I, I'm high on life. Right. <laughs> why? Why? What? 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 What's your drug of choice? What makes you ask? Why would you ask this question? I don't yeah. know. I mean, you but if you go back into the back catalog, you can get pretty <laughs> yeah. intense into my joke history if you want to. If you listen to all the, especially if we do another podcast where it's much, what's just with other people on the website. Uh, I do a lot. I of, got some codeine syrup last uh, yeah. last week, but that was prescribed to me. But that was that was, that was pretty alright. You liked it, right? Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't yeah. dislike it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it ta- I mean, it could taste better. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. But uh, I've done just about. You mix it with oh, a little coke and uh, like not. I'm not even not even exaggerating. I had like a huge rave period. Like if you could name it, I've probably done it. Really? Yeah. Like other than other than needles, I drew the line at needles. But you snorted heroin. No. <laughs> I there. What is it? There's a way to do. Is can you smoke heroin? I you can smoke it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have. That was a trick to me because it was surprise. Like, it, Precisely, because you could. There was. Like so I was partying with Macaulay Culkin. Hey, there. no, there was a whole thing where people were like lacing joints with stuff, right. and supposedly, if the story that sounds like a waste of, of both good marijuana and good heroin. No, no, right? no, because it fucks you up proper. It's it fucks you very hard, and you're like, this isn't pot. Oh, this is heroin. You see what you did here? Yeah, Chris, I'm sorry. We had a very, we had an upstanding, reputable podcast. Yes. And now, you're, now, and now oh, you're, I'm smoking heroin. I'm out of drinking and pot smoke everywhere. We can't put any of this out. Our film is about we, trying it, to teach kids that they shouldn't be doing. Uh, previous, as well, I want to mention previous, Don't previous, do it. previous guest of the, po- the podcast, Talar Adam, is is supervising this whole deal. Yes, head Talar, and and she and she's shaking her head over there. And normally we'd be the ones who'd like, you know kind of sully the whole deal by asking an appropriate question. Your guests, Talar, <laughs> yeah. are are messi- guess are, what, Talar? Now are, I said are delving I into hard it. drug questions. <laughs> yeah. That was a special right. question. Special. Before this goes off the rails anymore. All right. So, shoot. So we have, like a five, we no, a, I didn't shoot it. That's the – no. Okay. <laughs> we do a, this five-question segment. Three questions are the same every week. 
fourth question is the question asked from our last guest to you, which is, is that, can we do the, can we do the last yeah, question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's reasonable. It's a little okay, grisly, but it's okay. And then, and then yeah. the last question is uh, your question to the next guest. Oh. Not knowing who that next guest is going to be. I know Christos' question to the next guest. It's obvious. What, Did you what, ever do what's what? What's your favorite what kind drug? Of drugs? <laughs> no, no. What kind of drugs do you like? I believe yeah, that's how you phrased it. Exactly. All right. So Let's the first go. question, we're going to go left to right, then right to left. Uh, Hold on. You, you, you asked the uh, yes the question I'm going to get a beer. You're going to get me a beer? I'm going to get Christos a beer. Oh, no, no. It's totally too? cool, dude. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah but if you're yeah. going to get up, I would want a beer. I'm not getting up anymore. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Thank you, though. What did you want to be when you grew up? Anakin. Uh, I, I don't know, but when I went back to my yearbook, it says uh, songwriter. Songwriter? Yeah, but I don't remember wanting to be a songwriter, but according to my yearbook, I did. So. Maybe you left it blank and somebody just like filled in something generic for you. That's right, yeah. yeah photoshopped it in there yeah. to make me look... <laughs> songwriter. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with that. Remember in the yearbook, the, if you had the page of grads with nothing to say, where it was just the people who didn't fill out the form, and there was like, yeah. a whole page of them, and you're like, sad oh, kids. Sad. Where are they now? <laughs> <laughs> grads with nothing to say. Christos, when you were growing up, what did you want to be? My On my yearbook, I actually wrote Synchronized Swimmer. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's a guy swimmer. Um, you do uh, have very little uh, hair. hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I had uh, a lot of hair back in those days. And okay, by very well, little, you're making it happen. Yeah, it'd be perfect. There you go. Yeah, so I got yeah. no hair. So, <laughs> um, you know what? I actually wanted to be an engineer or an architect because yeah. I used to uh, build a lot of things from scratch, like engines, and yeah. uh, I studied drafting in high school. I had a diploma in drafting, and I went to engineering and it. And the reason why I quit engineering is I never understood the concept of thermodynamics, which is essentially like a refrigerator, how something hot can make things cold. So I go, yeah. fuck it. And I want to become a filmmaker. So that's You're what like, I don't understand this yeah. movie. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand thermodynamics. Fuck it. I want to be a filmmaker. And in fact, I remember failing thermodynamics and I was in the professor's office like in the summertime he goes don't worry about it crystals we'll put you in thermodynamics too because you know you're a good guy i'm like no i know what i need to do i'm making films and i walked <laughs> i walked out of that and it was free like a bird and then i got mono for six months and then my father's like what is film why do you want to make film and never understood it but supported me and is all happy now you were so. just sort of like no do not give me that pit like do not give me that pity pass I do not understand thermodynamics. Yeah. Don't put me in thermodynamics no, no too. More. That's not going to solve the problem. I feel like the, I, don't, I don't understand thermodynamics either. Like I not not at all. Like, yeah. I, but I feel like the answer is freon. Freon, just Plus freon. freon. That's it. Freon. That's, That's the answer. Everything. Like, just cool. Freon. freon on cool. it. Cool. Like, yeah. 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 How so now, cool? now explain us how how a camera actually creates images. Can you can you do that? Freon, also uh, freon. You know just what? Freon on my right now, I actually want to become a synchronized swimmer again. That's yeah. what I'm thinking right. at this point. I feel really bad. I assume you have an agent or a publicist or anything because you're gonna call her up right after this podcast and be just sort of like, "Movie making's over." Yeah, yeah. I'm a synchronized swimmer now. I found out about freon. <laughs> Try to book me some gigs as a synchronized freon. swimmer. And and Bombardier is looking for new recruits. I want to become an engineer again. Yeah, exactly. I know about Freon. I'm safe. I'm still a songwriter. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go right to left now. So Christos first. And this first is really important two. that you do not think about it too hard. It needs to be the first name that pops into your head when I say, who's the greatest person of all time? My dad and my mom. Two people. Awesome. Hannigan, dope. Gandhi. Gandhi. I, didn't, I swear. I no, 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 it's right good. Away. It's good. It's came good. right away. So Mick Foley. No. I'm a little surprised there was no hockey player. Like, uh, no, I don't respect athletes. No? no. So personal no. people, did you know? No, no. Who's your biggest hero? Or... What? Sorry? Sorry, go ahead. Person no, no, no. no. Was... Pers your biggest hero, that personal, someone that you know? Oh, I'm not going to say that on the internet. No? no? No. Like a family member, a friend? No. no. Nobody comes to mind. Yeah. Christoph's I'm going to be like Matthew course. McConaughey. I'm going to say... Myself, ten years from now. Didn't he say that at the Oscars? <laughs> Who's your biggest hero? That's, that's and one. I said, myself, ten years from now. That's a good one. Well, it's like Jim Carrey did that too, right? Where he wrote himself a check for five million dollars or something when he was like super poor, being yeah. a janitor, and then yeah. he could actually cash it like five years later or something. Unbelievable. Goddamn Jim Carrey. Damn it, Jim Carrey. Question number three. Question the third. Now left to right. What was the first worst fashion choice you ever made? 
when I was a kid, I used to dress exactly like Mike Muir of Suicidal Tendencies. You know who? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to he used to put his socks all the way up to his knees, mm -hmm. and I thought that was the coolest shit in the world. And I literally used to go to school with my socks all the way up to my knees. And some people thought it was really cool. Other people thought it was ridiculous. And now looking back, it's totally ridiculous. You and still see that, though. You still, like... Still see it. There's some, like, punk hardcore kids who still rock probably, up super high socks. I think I did it the other year when they came to Heavy MTL. I think yeah. I think I brought it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the guy just passed away, right? From, uh... Mike Muir didn't pass away. I hope no, not. No, but from the guy from Suicidal Tendencies, uh... Like, really? The drummer or somebody just passed away. Oh from, wow! I didn't yeah. hear that. I did not hear that either. Yep. They've yeah. had a, a like a rotating bunch of guys though. I think yeah. the only one still with them is Mike, the lead singer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Maybe the oh. bassist. I'll look that up. Uh -huh. The bassist with Metallica. It's like the names. The names around the Ramones logo just keep rotating, and you're like, who the <laughs> yeah. fuck is CJ? I was like, Kiss, right? <laughs> CJ, no, he's on a great. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Krista, same question. What was the worst fashion choice you ever made? I uh, was probably 14 or 15. Some summer, I had a huge afro, and I thought I'd want to be blonde. And I put that spray, that sun in, yeah. you know? And it's like citrus or whatever it was, and, and you just sit out in the sun. And I put way too much of it, and my hair actually looked like Lipton tea. It was like this red-orange. And my father, the first thing that came out of my father's mouth is like, you're homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> or he might have said something like... That was it. That, that's yeah, the yeah. It's yeah. like, are you gay? And you then to make films, you <laughs> color your hair. Exactly. Yeah. I was fine with the afro. Yeah. But now that it's dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then, you know, come September, went to high school and uh, first day back, everyone was calling me names and yeah, so there yeah. we go. Did you, but did you, okay. Did you feel it was cool? Um, you know, the first week I looked cool, but then afterwards, for some odd reason, the hair color kept changing. You know, and it, and it was it was terrible. It was it was it was it was, uh, right. it was pretty bad. Question number four. Do you remember the question from? No, there? I don't. We had a we had a couple of independent wrestlers on last time. Professional uh, independent. Wrestlers. Professional independent wrestlers. Independent professional wrestlers. Independent professional wrestlers, and they want to know. Wrestling professional independent. Who would you kill? How and why? Okay, I was gonna. And right. you can you can travel back in time if you want to kill historical figures who are already dead earlier than they actually died. But they have to be famous, so you can't be like my boss. Don't say that. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll take an answer from both of you. Obviously, you guys mulling it over. I would I would probably, you know, maybe like 500 years ago, like a lot of the Spaniard conquerors that came into Latin America, I'd probably kill some of those dudes. Yeah. Uh, and how? Yeah. Just the way they killed, you know, the Aztecs and every, you know, Mayans and all those other people. Basically, so, like, you just, you'd get an army of conquistadors and just meet them. They're like, yeah. they show up in South America and you're like, guess what? Surprise, yeah, I exactly. have an army also. Because it was, back in those days, it was basically uh, converted to Catholicism or Christianity or be killed. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd probably kill, annihilate a whole bunch of those guys. With an army of conquistadors. Yeah. That works. I'll take that. Hannigan? I would kill myself. <laughs> Ten years from now. I, I, would, I would go back in time to 1914, and I would sacrifice myself to stop the Archduke Ferdinand from being shot so that World War I never happens. The word is defenestrated. Oh. And this is like very Marty McFly-esque, very back yeah, to the future. Yeah, and then so World you'd, War ca you'd catch the bullet for Archduke Ferdinand, he wouldn't fly out the window, you would fly it. So there'd be like... Yeah. The defenestration of Anakin Slade. Exactly. So that World War One never happens, and then in turn, World War Two never happens, well, and so many less so many people are not killed. I think nationalism will always exist in Europe. Where, I mean, we just have to. It's a matter of time before we see other wars. You know? He'd remove a spark and possibly make the century more peaceful. Possibly stop two holocausts. The Armenian Holocaust and the the uh, the Jewish Holocaust, is that what you call it? And the other Holocaust. The you other know, one, the big one. The more famous Whatever. one. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the one yeah. that was, yeah. yeah. All right, so now, uh, so we have, you're going to catch a bullet for the Archduke, and you're going to have an army of conquistadors Kill. ready on the beaches of South America when the Spanish invaders Yeah, that's like, yeah. pretty good. Both, both pretty good answers, guys. Thank good you, job. I agree with both of yeah. them. So now flipping the tables on our next guest, so we don't know who it is. What question do you guys want to ask to our next guest? One question? 
I mean, we're two people. We have to share a question. Yeah, you guys can First settle all, on a question. Was one of the independent wrestlers in the Green Phantom? Nobody has Before been on the show. Yeah. We've had him on. Yeah. Twice? No, just the once. What's that? We've, I thought we had him on twice. We had Probably. I think no, we so. have had him on twice. Yeah. Do, you guys, do you guys remember like some old wrestling league in the 1980s called the International League? No. It was like a local league. And there was some like guy... Yeah, I think they're called the International, and they played on CFCF. No, you're talking about uh, there was a Grand Prix rest. There was a the Grand Prix rest. That was it called. There was Grand Prix. There, there was a couple. There was a couple big ones. Was, uh, I feel like it's definitely. Rude it was like a Saturday ball. afternoons. Saturday yeah, afternoons yeah, on yeah, CFCF. Yeah, yeah. There was there was two big. There was one that was the. Uh, uh, no, see, I'm not. There's a really good book called. Uh, Mad Dogs, Mad Dogs, and Screwjobs. Right. If you're into that, and it's about like the it's history by, uh, of wrestling in Montreal. Also, guest of the podcast. Who it's the history of wrestling in Montreal, starting with uh, like the feats of strength of like Louis Cyr and like whatever. Right. You know Phantom though. I know Green Phantom. You know yeah. of Phantom? No, I I know him. Well, yeah. Yeah. nobody yeah. really knows him. He's no. a fan. No one knows. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I don't know who he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nobody really knows who he is. He okay. just Shows up to. Re- I meet him often. To reap right. hardcore justice. So, question: What's your question? For- I don't know. I feel like it should be a wrestling question now. Doesn't have to be. It does not have. I to know, be a but I, it's the only thing going through my brain right now. Do you have anything? Because I got Yeah, I got a good question. I got a question. I asked. Uh, I asked ask this to a lot of people these days. If you had a decent salary for the rest of your life, let's say I don't know, seventy-five thousand dollars a year, it will never go lower than that. It will increase to the cost of living, but you'll never be rich. You'll never make a half a million dollars or millions of dollars. But you have the choice to do whatever the fuck you want. What would it be? So you know you don't have to work because you gotta pay the mortgage. You don't have to work because so it's, like, it's like one of those like money for life deals when they talk yeah. about like a thousand dollars a week or two thousand. Yeah. What would you do? And it doesn't have to necessarily be a career. It could be like, I will go and volunteer. I will, you know. What would you do? I, you know, let me ask you guys that question. How's I'd that? probably devote a lot more time to the website that I run. And <laughs> try to do that because I wouldn't need to support myself with a day job. I would just be like, I'm just going to run this website because I know I'm going to be like comfortably living while I do it. And it brings me a lot of joy. Like what, what I'm doing right now, actually, because, like, yeah, I, I like the stuff I'm doing right now. But the uh, – You stand up hanging great. Stand up and, <laughs> and, you know, and I work at a newspaper doing, like, arts and entertainment writing and stuff, which all those things are, like, super fun things. But, the you know, the, the monetary aspect is uh, – <laughs> like a little underwhelming, so yeah. If I could do what I was doing now for, for that, that'd be great. What would you do, Anakin? Well, I mean, at the risk of not being predictable, because obviously I would I'd do music and movies, but uh, I'd be a baseball player. Yeah? Yeah. I always wanted to be, that's really what I wanted to be when I grew up, but I probably never you're, said If you were a famous baseball sucked. player, you should be making a lot more than 75 grand a year, man. Yeah, but, he'd be will- <laughs> but he'd be well, willing to do it for 75 grand a year. Yeah, no, the baseball players don't make 75 grand a year. They make, make right, but you do, maybe if you're playing AAA or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I would be a baseball player, yeah, for sure. If I can get up every day and go to the park and then play at night, yeah. You'd be like a, like a washed up, like a guy that was famous and now you're playing like, you're, you're busted down to like to the little like he's league. he's down. Yeah. Wherever I could play, I would play it until I die. Are you good with that question, Annie? Do you want to just tag uh, it up or? Well, sticking with baseball, this is the question that I get, so I'm going to ask. Hopefully it's a sports fan who's the next person. Uh, but people always ask me, Expos come back or Habs win a Stanley Cup? You can't have one without the other. So meaning if, if the Habs win another – I'm sorry, it, you, it could only be one. Right. So okay. the Habs win the Stanley Cup, that means the Expos never come back. Or the Expos come back and the Habs never win the Stanley Cup. Never, ever? Never. Okay, well that, That's a good question. To me, though, it's obvious that it's like Habs win the cup. Like, yeah. But then the Expos never come back. Yeah, but right. like I can handle that because I'd be like, yeah, win. number 25. <laughs> but maybe there's a time right. limit. Maybe there's a time limit. Like, that's like the, the thing Expos. is I was like. No, but, but, then, but if the Expos win the World Series, you're like, the Expos win the World Series. All right. <laughs> Dollar hot dogs, am I right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully it's a sports fan. But it's, it's, somebody, it's a question that a lot of people ask me for some reason. Right. You, what would you Expos come back. Really? Because I've already experienced Stanley Cup. Uh, but are you 50? I, I was like 14. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, I, was, I was 11 it. when yeah. they won. So and so I experienced sort of it, but not as an adult. I was like, still in high, I was in high school, so, you know, I ran like I was the possibly a bigger hockey fan at that point, in a way, because you're a kid and you're just, like, breathing it all the time and it's all you're talking about at school. Yeah. But, like, I followed the, the whole sport a lot more now, that it's, like, a bigger deal. Like, 
to me, the Habs winning the Stanley Cup was just like Superman winning when I was a kid. Because right. I didn't necessarily understand that like the Kings were a good team. Yeah. They just were not the Habs. The Habs. You know, like that was like that was my understanding of the other teams right. in '93 was that they I were not the Habs. Close. It's like we had 23 cups. The second was like 11. It's like right. yeah, we were exactly. the champs. So now it's like, like, the other teams like now I have so much more appreciation for the sport that I'm like, oh shit! Like if they won, that means like yeah. they beat they beat Sid. They beat you know yeah. they beat Boston. They like they did all this. And yeah. I know those teams. that's that's the question. I think the question is this. The exit was come back, but Montreal loses the Stanley Cup to Toronto. Well, come on. Hold on. And loses the Stanley Cup to Boston in the same decade. What's what's your answer to that? No, original question. I'd be willing to put a little more weight on the Expos to being like the Expos come back and win the World Series. Okay. So it'd be like, the, so, so it's not just they're yeah. coming back. It's yeah. like, what if the Expos come back and are in the basement the whole year, and you're like, why did I fucking give them Stanley Cups for this? <laughs> and then they get, they relocate again. <laughs> this is garbage. <laughs> like, the Expos come back yeah. and win the World okay. Series. Okay, that's a little more fair. So, yes, I, I think I would take, it's not an easy choice, by the yeah. way. I'm not just like, yeah. But, no, I would take the Expos. Take the Expos back. No one ever asked me what I wanted to do. <laughs> what do you mean? What would you want? What would if, you want? You know, if I had a salary, oh. and what would I do as a career? No oh, one asked me about this. What's your question? Um, I'd probably be a, a synchronized swimmer slash refrigerator <laughs> repair man. Your father would be that so was, glad. It was just a like a huge oh, with orange sleeve. hair, orange yeah. curly hair, orange head, right. and gay. <laughs> Why do you want to become synchronized swimmer to Christos? There we go. All right. That's so the movie. Filmed entirely on smartphones as we yeah. close up the hour. <laughs> we didn't talk about the film. We did. We absolutely no, we did. Yeah. We're about three minutes. Yeah. 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 I think it was a good film. And then it was a half hour in Beverly D'Angelo. Right. Yeah. And now we're here. Yeah, Mick Foley, Spring That's how the podcast goes. So it's available on iTunes. I iTunes. Everywhere. Yeah, no, right. North America for now. Canada, the US. I think on iTunes it's like six, seven bucks or something. Yeah, it's like ten bucks to buy and six dollars to rent. Four? It's four dollars on to rent for on standard definition, I think. Oh, yeah. And is it going to be available in any other format? Is it going to be like, is it like ever going to be like on the movie network or anything like that? Or? Listen, the more platforms we get out to, the more chances it'll get seen on television as well. So everyone go and buy it, rent Meaning, it. Meaning, yeah, if so it sells well. Yeah. Happy slapping. Happy slapping. Happy yeah. slapping. Happy slapping on iTunes. Go to the website happyslappingmovie.com, and there's a couple of Facebook. Pages or one page and one group page. Okay. Happy slapping. Sakes, don't look up happy slapping triple X. No. Everyone keeps saying that. That's and Anakin keeps bringing up that the fact that it's going to be like, like if you look up happy slapping, make sure you're looking up the movie yeah. and not giving more views yeah. to kids punching each other in the face. Yeah. 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 Happy well, slapping. You, you know what? I I, I YouTube. I searched YouTube happy slapping. Yeah. To see how much of the, the you get like gritty like actual footage, right. and we, uh, our film is second is the second video that pops up, like the the CTV news thing that I oh, cool. uh, posted. Well, I'm sure I, so, I I feel that that's gotta be a lot of them have to be, like the terrible ones probably need to be taken removed. off of YouTube. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which is yeah. good. It's so which is a good. Thing. You gotta go to the uh, what is it the uh, World Star. World Star. World Star. Yeah. Don't go to Worldstar. We're not plugging Worldstar. Right Worldstar now. is the worst website in the world. <laughs> yeah. What an awful website. All right. Except for uh, that time they put a woman through college. Did they do that? Yeah, it was like Good. this. It was a. I forget what it was. It was like they had a twerking competition for like no no no, no but for like twenty thousand dollars. But in the fine print, it said that the way to win the competition is to submit a video of not twerking. Wow. So it was just like a girl being like, I read the fine print. Where's my twenty grand? And it was like a college fund. And that was like, and they legit gave her the twenty grand. It was also thousands of girls twerking, and they were like, "You just read twerking competition and sent us videos of you twerking." Yeah, and the fine print was like, first person. Brilliant thing I've ever heard. I was like, "That's amazing." Well, now that we've plugged uh, uh, Worldstar, I'm going to now subscribe to Worldstar. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. I don't know what you guys are even talking about. Thank so you, yeah, as the, as the, as the bar gets louder, we're gonna wrap up. What's yeah. that? I said, as the bar gets louder, we're gonna wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, Thanks so much yeah. for coming out, Angus Slade, Christos Surlagas. Yeah, man. Thanks. Uh, and Bill uh, yeah, we love this. ITunes. Anytime, have us, have us on again. Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, thanks you know what? Guys. If I can get Beverly D'Angelo, will you guys have us on again? <laughs> yes, absolutely. One hundred percent, yes. Okay. And you're gonna make some phone calls. <laughs> I'm making some phone calls.
Beverly, where you at? <laughs> Sup? Those sweet, sweet piano tunes you're listening to right now come courtesy of Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude. Oh man, that was some great podcasting, wasn't it? Anyhow, be sure, as always, to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, add us on iTunes, buy our stuff, and basically try as hard as you can to make us happy in every single way possible. Uh, of course, be sure to check back every day on 95.cc for comics on Wednesdays, podcasts on Thursdays, Scott or Sophie's art on Fridays, and seriously, we'll try as hard as we can to get Zombies and Loathing, Fuck Mondays, and Templars back as soon as we can. Thanks for listening, everyone. 95.cc We're not working, why should you?